Welcome to Making Disciples Naturally, the podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. I'm David Dennis, and my prayer is that you'll be blessed and encouraged by these programs as we look at how we can learn to make disciples naturally. The name of our podcast comes from the J.B. Phillips translation of Colossians 1, 28 and 29, which says, So, naturally, we proclaim Christ. We warn everyone we meet, and we teach everyone we can all that we know about Him, so that if possible, we may bring every man up to his full maturity in Christ. This is what I am working at all the time with all the strength that God gives me. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Richard Spann, who is the current director of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Dr. Spann is a retired lung specialist living in Wichita, Kansas. He has profoundly impacted my life and the lives of so many others. On today's podcast, he shares a bit about how he grew up, how the Navigators impacted his life, and how the Kansas Communities Ministry got its start. So Dr. Richard Spann is uh, my guest today on this inaugural podcast for the Kansas Communities Ministry. Uh, Dr. Spann has been a tremendous mentor in my own life for, I think, since about 1978, 77, something like that, as well as countless other individuals over the years. He's a retired pulmonologist living in Wichita, Kansas, with his wife, Beverly. So thanks for visiting with me today. You're welcome. I uh, just wanted to start off with some questions about um, kind of your personal background. Uh, you grew up in a Christian home, is That's that correct. right? That's and, correct. And tell me about childhood a little bit. <clears throat> My mother and father both were followers of Christ, and uh, our family characterized by uh, a love of the Word. Uh, they would uh, share the Word with us. We would read it. We had a church right next door. We attended Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So the Bible and the Christian consciousness uh, was a very much a part of the heritage. I could see that in the early years of my exposure to the Bible that what it said about me was, was true. There was a truth there. What it said about uh, the world was consistent. I could see the example in their lives. So it's very natural that I would come to the Lord as a child. Hmm don't recall the exact age, but it was young when I realized what, what Christ did for me and trusted Him as my Savior when I was very young, perhaps 8 or 10. Wow, that's cool. And then you went off to, uh, you went to college where? Yeah. Went to college out in Seattle Pacific uh, area, Seattle Pacific College, <coughs> and then came back from there to medical school at KU and at the end of medical school was married to Beverly and I thank the Lord uh, other than my relationship with him blessed me most greatly in that relationship and that's been uh, a significant gift our marriage now for 54 years Mm Lord has blessed us with two daughters and eight grandchildren since that time. But I think following marriage and uh, the time we spent in Minnesota residency, the Lord kind of stabilized uh, my life, my goals, mission, and uh, really prepared me for, I think, what was his goal for me in life, was to be a disciple and a disciple-maker. And then you moved back to Wichita. You were the first pulmonologist That's in correct. Wichita. And about what year was that? that 1970. You... Okay. And then uh, tell me how you became involved with the Navigators, Navigators. early okay. on there. 
when I returned to Wichita, <clears throat> we attended a small church that we both grew up in. About a year after I was in practice, uh, I completed all the boards. Our, my practice was busy. We had our family. Uh, everything was uh, successful from the standpoint of the world and I looked around and I thought well Lord what else is there for me and I think the Lord used that question of mine uh, used the uh, foundation of having succeeded from a worldly standpoint and looking for something else he also used the fact that our church kind of fell apart and he chose that moment to say your Christian life is to be lived in the community and at work and in your neighborhood, not primarily just in the church. So the Lord gave me a real desire to look into his word and I began to uh, spend some time in the office. Really, I would mark out time to go through the word and in prayer uh, and begin to share the gospel with my patients. And sometime after that, probably maybe a year or so, in 1972, I was invited to go to a Memorize the Word course by a friend. And I'd grown up in the church, and I knew exactly how old Methuselah was. I could even spell Nebuchadnezzar. So I nearly didn't have much need of, I, I thought, of memorizing God's Word. So he kept after me, and finally, after about a month or so, it kind of embarrassed me, and so I went. But at that time, I could see the people that had attended, and there were about five or six of them, knew God's Word in a way that I did not. And they knew specifically what Jesus asked them to do, and they could reference that. And I think the Lord really made clear to me that that's what I ought to do. That was my first introduction to the Navigators, and that was in the fall of 1972. Okay, and then um, kind of play it out from there. What, what, what? Uh, that was the initial course called Memorize the Word. That's correct. And then what happened from there? It was as far as your spiritual life mm-hmm. growth. That um, I think in December of that year at a Christmas party that was partly in in line with the Memorize the Word course. I met a man called Jim Morris, who was the director of the. Kansas Navigator Ministry at that time. He invited me to spend some time with him, which I did, and I spent, uh, got together every week for a period of a number of months. And the Lord used uh, Jim in my life in in the most significant way, and I think the primary way he did was to show me uh, the worth and the value of an individual. He began to help me understand that the Lord had commissioned me not just to be an evangelist, but to be a disciple. And to be willing to spend time with people, not only to see them come to know the Lord, but to equip them to a point where they would be able to be solid, established in their faith, and be able to do the same for others. And that's something that prior to meeting the Navigators, I'd never really experienced or grasped. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the key things that that uh, I learned from Jim. That's cool. I think in looking back uh, at the history of the Kansas Navigators, I think Jim, I believe, became a believer back in 1952, according to the information that I have. And he was impacted by uh, the beginning with Christ verses that are uh, Navigator 
um, packet there that was in 1956 and he realized how practical and helpful that was and then later on he had heard Lauren Sani, the president of the Navigators speak about the art of personal witnessing on a Back to the Bible broadcast and then jumping ahead to the 1960s uh, he was involved with Billy Graham Film Ministry um, showing that I guess to people around the state and and being involved in follow-up with the counselors for that sort of thing and um, then in 1967 four of the men he was meeting with asked him to start meeting with them as a group and um, I don't know if you want to mention anything about these gentlemen Dick Grant, Jim Fisher, J.V. Harlan and Ray Patterson and how they were instrumental in uh, in the Kansas Community's ministry. Do you recall? I do. I remember each one of those men. Now, I was <clears throat> in living in Rochester, Minnesota at that time and didn't return until 1970, so I did not really meet those men until 1972. But at that point in time, when I became a part of the Navigator Ministry in 1973, there were those men had split off in forming groups of their own and I think that there were three or four groups here in Wichita that were meeting, some of them really uh, being directed by some of those men. But I got to know them well, Jim Fisher and Ray Patterson, Dick Grant and what was the other one? J.B. Harlan. J.B. Harlan. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to know all of them well. They're all with the Lord now, mm-hmm. including Bill Brunson, who came as a part of that team shortly after that. And so uh, I think those uh, five men were greatly used of the Lord to mm-hmm. uh, impact the lives of many here in, in Wichita and throughout the state. And those that they invested with began going to other locations in Kansas, Kansas City, Independence, Coffeeville, and many other locations. So it's, it was the foundation of an extension of our ministry throughout the state. Now, how is the how is our Kansas Communities Ministry structured at the present time in terms of the teams? We have different teams, six perhaps here in Wichita. We have others that meet in Great Bend, Salina, uh, Mineola. We have those that meet uh, Cottonwood Falls, Kansas City, uh, Chanute, Coffeyville, Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, we have other contacts throughout Kansas that are not a part of these teams, but yet we correspond with that come to conferences that we have relationships with and have had in the past. Uh, so it's it's more extensive than we probably have any idea the impact that that has been made over the years through the ministry. Uh, and each one of these individuals have contacts in their church, their neighborhood, their their workplaces where they have a group of people or individuals that they're impacting. That's the idea that I think Jim sowed in my heart and that of others to really gradually extend this to where you have an ever-widening circle of influence and impact. Mm -hmm. An ever-widening circle of impact of individuals helping other individuals. That was sure great to hear about Dr. Spann's background as well as how the Kansas Communities Ministry got its start with faithful men and women like Jim Morris, J.V. Harlan, Ray Patterson, Dick Grant, Bill Brunson, and others. 
Dr. Spann related how he realized that the Lord had commissioned him as not just an evangelist, but also as a discipler. What an example he has been as he has demonstrated the love of Christ in his relationship with his wife Beverly, as well as his two daughters and their families. He has made disciple-making a priority in his life, even sometimes at a cost to his practice and career. 2 Timothy 2.2 is a bedrock verse for this ministry. This verse describes four generations. It says, quote, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. End quote. Jim Morris, Richard Spann, and many others have been faithful in passing on these truths to other faithful men and women who, in turn, have passed them on to others. My objective is to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. Join me next time for more of my interview with Dr. Spann. For more information about our ministry, you can email us at radio at kansasnavs.org or go to our website at kansasnavs.org that's k-a-n-s-a-s-n-a-v-s dot o-r-g or our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Kansas Communities Ministry Here you'll find information about upcoming conferences, blog posts and other happenings in our ministry I hope you can be with us next time as we all learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.